Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels, and I'm joined once again with my lovely wife, Jillian Winter. <clears throat> um, so this week, um, we're on the, with the heels, or after uh, Dave and Pam's wedding that we went to last Saturday. As we're recording this on a, the Wednesday after the fact. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a, a lovely wedding. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. It's on a golf course. Which is not my scene, but what else? Okay, well the wedding itself wasn't like... No. On the golf course. No. But the the venue was part of a golf course. Yeah, it was like a banquet hall. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a good facility. Mm Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, it it was... I was kind of thrown because... um, So, like, they had the reception set up in this one room... And then, like, when the, uh, or not the, the the ceremony, the actual wedding ceremony was uh-huh. in this one room. And then they, like, when it was over, they, like, tore it all down and then merged all these, the two rooms adjacent to where the ceremony was into one big room. So yeah. it was, like, I don't know, it kind of threw me. I was, like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't know that was happening caught me by surprise oh okay i mean that's usually how the those like banquet halls and stuff like at hotels and stuff conferences they bring Mm. down those partitions yeah now no yep (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i don't know it was pretty pretty fun um Saw a lot of people I knew. Got to talk to a lot of good folks. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get to talk to people enough. Like, there were quite a few people I didn't talk to at all. Oh, really? Yeah, but I was also, you know, running around helping Dave and Pam and stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of different being part of the wedding party. Versus not being part of it, just being a guest. Yeah, it's very much different. Yeah. Yeah, super different. If anyone heard that fart-like noise, that was my coffee cup. Jesse wouldn't take me to get shivers, so I made myself a cup of decaf coffee, so you'll be hearing lots of coffee mug noises. I offered, eventually, to take him. Yeah, but then my impulse control... You know, rained itself in, so we're sticking with decaf coffee. Anyways, back to the wedding. Yeah, it was. It was um, it's a fine wedding. It was um. I think it was more than fine. Are you saying fine? Is it like it was a fine wedding? Yeah. Okay. It was. It was a good. It's pretty good wedding. Yeah, I thought it was really nice. Had a good time. Enjoyed seeing my my 
brother-in-law getting married and, you know, dedicating his life to Pam. Uh-huh. And, and then the, when the reception started after, we did our little dance <laughs> into the reception area. That is one regret I have is that I really wish we had seen the setup of what it was going to be like and known, like, how far we would have had to walk to get, like, to a good open space. Because, like, we were told, like, okay, you have, like, 30 seconds of song. So we were like, okay, well, we'll dance the first part and then walk to our places. And it was like, but we were, like, weirdly off in a corner. Oh, yeah. And also, I couldn't really hear the music. Yeah, it was I like, don't know. Yeah, it was kind of soft. I don't know what, if they had, like, transition music playing in the background because everyone had their own song. Yeah. But it was it was kind of like, oh, it's already playing. Oh, okay, I need to, we need to start dancing. It was fun, though. It was cute. And it turns out that uh, the one of the DJs was our DJ from our wedding. Oh, which yeah. Which is kind of random. Which is random. hilarious, yeah. Yeah. Um, he seemed to kind of remember, I mean, I wouldn't really expect him to remember because, you know, if he's been DJing weddings for three years and I'm sure our wedding was not his first. No. Um, and I did not remind him how he forgot to edit out the F-bomb as our wedding party walked down the aisle in my ceremony. Well. I just tried to let that one slide because nothing you can do about it now. Nope. Oh, well. Um, one thing that um, about the wedding so in our last episode I mentioned how I think it's cheating like I feel cheated if people don't write their own vows well Dave and Pam didn't write their own vows and um, yeah I I told them I expect like a private vow recital just for my benefit (laughs) wait you said that at the wedding to them afterward not like in the ceremony, but when we were all just hanging out, and Dave was like, "Okay," but he's awful, Jim. <laughs> I need to know how much they love each other. That's why I'm there. I mean, it was apparent anyway, but I, you know, really, you said that. Oh, oh, you're you're someone to judge for things people have said. Okay, sure. Yes, I said that to my brother. Well, why do you say that? Because you say things all the time that it's like, well, how did that come out of your mouth? I'm working on it. Yeah, you are working on it. Um, but David said... I didn't he, say that. Well, I'm honest with my brother. I don't know what you want from me. Um, anyways, David said he was on worried... On his wedding day, though. Said he was worried that um, his vows would be too long and over the top and then... Pam, I guess, doesn't like doing a lot of public speaking or, like, writing. Like, she was not into it. So then the vows would have maybe been a little mismatched. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Oh, okay. I forget that, like, I forget that some people get kind of nervous standing up in front of people. Yeah, I was nervous up there. You were? I told you. I don't remember. I don't know. I just got... I think I was anxious because I knew I was about to have to dance in front of all these people in a routine. But I also oh, you're got, talking about this week. I thought you meant at our wedding. Well, I don't know. I might have. I can't remember. 
Yeah, I could tell you were nervous when we entered. We walked down the aisle together um, at Dave and Pam's wedding as like the groomsmen and bridesmaid or whatever. And um, I could tell you were nervous because you forgot. Like you had done so good at like holding your arm where I could like link arms with you and everything and you your arm was like spaghetti and you didn't I could tell you were flustered you didn't remember how to hold your arm yeah I could tell you had a little panic moment but then you did great yeah well like I remember one of the times I did open mic um I mean I know this is completely off topic but like I have made a point to try to remember what I was gonna like say or whatever and I completely forgot (laughs) and I I don't know why I did but it was just the nerves got to me and I was like well shit (laughs) yeah some of those open mics recordings that I listened to were a little rough but that's why they have open mics so people can like get up and practice yeah cause like no one's gonna pay you to see if you're good at comedy for the first time. No. So, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Work out all the kinks. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, I don't know. I just get nervous. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Are you nervous? (laughs) When mics are nervous about weddings? No, I was nervous at the wedding for whatever reason. Yeah, I was a little nervous about the dance just because it was like not the setup that we. Yeah, we were had used been practicing. to practicing. Yeah, and while I was standing up there, because we were seeing somebody like sitting down during the, I mean, alright, I won't say it during the ceremony. I'll, well, I'm already there. Um, they were like falling asleep. I thought they were falling asleep. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were praying. Let's say they were praying to be The ceremony was like sweet. 10 minutes long, so I highly doubt they were falling asleep. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> carry okay. on. But, um, Take me carry on. You carry on. You're the one talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had a good time at the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's good seeing all our friends and people we haven't seen in a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, it was kind of, I was kind of relieved after it was over, part of me, to be honest. I don't know why, I just... I was relieved when it was the day of and we mm. finally got to, like, do all the stuff that had been planned and whatnot. Um, it ended too soon. Like, I, I know it's really standard and common for wedding venues to like shut the wedding down at 10, but like, no, way too early for me. Like bar closed at nine, music got turned off at like 945 or something like that. Like, no, 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 we need to keep this party moving. Yeah. So I, I just wanted more. Which I guess is a sign of a good wedding. I've been to some weddings where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I was, uh, myself and John Schwaniger, the best man, we were the official uh, 
gown and veil fluffers. Mm. So, um, since unfortunately Pam's sister wasn't there, normally it's like the maid of honor just like trails around <laughs> the bride and like makes sure her, um, her gown and veil and stuff are spread out in the pictures and whatnot. Sometimes the photographer does it if they know, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think ours did that for me. I can't remember. Um, but just making sure everything, you know, it's all spread out and looking good. So since there wasn't a maid of honor done, then I kind of took that over. So I really hope they look okay in pictures. Yeah, hopefully they will post the um, actual photos, like the professional photos, once they're ready. I assume they will. They no. posted the um, engagement photos. Oh, okay. So that'll be a, that'll be quite a treat. Yeah, that was one thing I felt like I was getting a little bossy on was I kept, I was trying not to overstep or like make it seem like I was bossing, but it also felt like we weren't taking that many photos. Oh, with the photographers? Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was like a whole, with the wedding party, that's like, you spent half the day or something doing that. Yeah, so I don't know if that's because... Dave and Pam, like it wasn't priority for them or like, you know, sometimes like I wanted a bunch of candid photos as well. Like, Mm. well, we made like the photography was one of like the top in our top three in terms of priorities budget wise and stuff for our wedding. Um, I don't know. I didn't ask Dave and Pam ahead of time. I just noticed the day of I was like, why aren't we? Where's the photographer? (laughs) What is he doing? Um, there were a few times where I had to be like, oh, yeah, she's like putting her veil in. Should we get a picture of that? And But it also like there were times where it was like, okay, well, um, Vam, Pam's like, you know, getting her dress put on. Normally you get like people helping you into, not like totally into your dress, but like doing the last few buttons or whatever. And Pam was like, no, I don't really need photos of this. So I don't know if maybe they just didn't care or... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know Maybe either. we'll have to get them on the podcast and ask them. Yeah, we will need to do that. Because I, I, need, I need answers. I need to know if the photographer was doing what they wanted or if it was just like not a proactive photographer. Hey, hey didn't one of the, pot, the oh, pro- photographers look kind of like a... You know your 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 parents' friend uh, Tim. He kind of did a little bit less tall. Yeah. So that was the photographer. They also had a videographer. So I'm excited to see the video. Um, oh yeah. But the photographer does T and R. He and his wife take care of some cat colonies. Oh. So isn't that cool? Chatting up the photographer. Yeah, it was when we were um I so Dave and Pam went to take some solo photos down at on the golf course part where if you have an outdoor ceremony where it would be their wedding was too big to have the outdoor ceremony like it didn't see enough people but they went down there and took photos and i was like oh well i gotta go because someone's got you know floof floof her dress and spread out her veil and make sure she's so i like crept along Mm. tried not to invade their private space but but i was invading their private space isn't that your that life's is, mission? Pretty much. I just like to get in everyone's business. Yeah. 
Well, um, I think that um, covers up the wedding. Um, after the wedding, we went to, we stayed at the Ameristar. So our good friend Taylor uh, stayed here, you know, to before the wedding. And she stayed with us in the room. Yeah. And we had one, we, we all three of us <laughs> slept on a king size mattress it was a bit ridiculous but yeah and jesse and taylor went to bed before i did and um i realized how lucky i was that i like didn't even have to think twice about that i know some people would be like oh my husband sharing a bed with my friend oh it was just nice being like yeah whatever like i'll be there of lots of space, <laughs> I'll have lots of space in the middle when I get there, and I did. I had lots of space space because both you and Taylor are like side sleepers. Yeah. At least I don't know. Started out as side when I got in the bed. You guys were side sleeping. Yeah, I'm just glad you didn't get us up and have us have you fix the sheets to your liking, because she very much would have done that if there weren't. Okay. Just so. I am not a monster for wanting my sheets to be nice, evenly spread out, not bunched up. You fixed the sheets in our bed no less than three times in a, in in one night. It's because and, you... In, in the middle of the night, too. It's because you mess with them. You, like, bunch them up and, like, put them between your... You get hot, so you throw them off, but instead of, like, gently folding them over to throw them off so the rest of the thing doesn't get in the way or whatever, you, like, shove them over and then, like, bunch them up between your leg, and then the whole bed shifts over to the side, so then I'm left drowning with this heavy blanket hauling off the end on my side... And it's, like, pulled way up past my face because you're super tall. So, like, you're the one moving it. I had to fix the sheets, like, zero times when I was living alone in Louisiana without you. Me and the kitties had our sheets down to a science. Okay. He doesn't look like he believes me, but it is the... I'll just... I'll start taking photographs so you can see exactly what you're doing. Because it is distressing. I also hope everyone just heard Ryford breathe into Well, anyways, besides Jill's antics of the sheets, um, like, I don't know, I didn't realize that, um, I guess a lot of casinos, they just let people smoke in them. Oh, it was so gross. Yeah, so... It was, like, that was, I forgot how much, like, because we don't really, we didn't really have friends in Baton Rouge that smoked. No. Or, like, we had a, a few, but they didn't ever, we didn't ever hang out places where they would be smoking inside. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I just completely forgot. What's he doing? Ryford's trying to scratch Jesse's backpack, but he doesn't have claws. Thought um, he was gonna pee on him. He probably, he probably would have. I, I think sometimes he just likes to scratch. Anyways, um, I forgot what it was like to be around cigarette smoke, and it was like honestly hard to breathe. Yeah. And then I had my mask, 
you know, for walking through the hotel and everything, even though I'm all vaxxed up, you know, all these, there were a lot of people. And I put it on the next day because it's one of those cloth ones or whatever, and it just reeked of smoke. It was like, I'd rather get corona than have to smell this. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, but, um. And, like, people smoking full-on cigarettes and, like, cigars. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't encourage vaping, obviously. I think. All of it's, like, any addiction you have is not great, but, like, at least vaping doesn't reek. Ryford, honey, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, cigarettes don't come out of your clothes. Yeah, that's why, like, yeah, cigarette smoke, or if you, like, go to a diner, those, like, where there's people frying foods, that stuff never gets out of your clothes either. I will never forget I was scarred for the rest of my life. We were on some back road in Mississippi or backwoods Louisiana. I don't even know. And it was one of those towns where they have just a four-way stop and that's it. But at the four-way stop was the gas station with the chicken inside. And Jesse was like, okay, I'm going to go in and just pee real quick. Like, couldn't make it to our destination for whatever reason. And he, the, the sitting outside the diner or outside the gas station, I was about to vomit because it smelled like someone vomited into their hands and then put it in the deep fryer. That was the smell. And then Jesse came back from peeing and all of his clothes smelled like that just from being in the same building mm. as the vomit fry. Well, I, I'll never get over it. Sorry. I'm surprised I can even sleep in the same bed with you. I'm surprised I don't just look at you and immediately start dry heaving, thinking about that smell. We had to drive. I forget where we were going, but it was like kind of a long drive, and we had to drive the rest of the way with the windows down. It was that bad. It was disgusting. I just need everyone to live through that trauma with me. Thanks for listening. Well, anyways, Jill, um, I think that covers everything as far as the wedding. Um, yeah, wedding and, and horrible fried smells. Perfect. Yeah. Great segue. <laughs> Do you have any current events? Uh, oh, I forgot we were even going to talk about that. Uh, I mean, I looked some up. No, I looked some up. Because I, I don't li- have any. Okay, no, I have some. I wasn't prepared. I have some. Um, Listeners. Yeah. Okay, what do you think about... Well, there's Luther scratching. We just got a lot of noises mm-hmm. tonight, y'all. Okay. Well, what, what current events, Jill? Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this um, about the, was it the Pfizer vaccine that got full FDA approval? Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. So that's a big, a big story, I, I guess. I... I <laughs> I'm kind of conflicted because I read some articles or like some statements from um, health directors and stuff like, hopefully this will increase people's confidence that the vaccine is safe and effective and that they'll get it. One, I don't know. I'm curious to hear your take. I don't think that it necessarily will. 
And then second, you saying that makes it seem like it wasn't, like it was approved just for that purpose. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, hopefully this helps you feel better. Like, okay, did you do it just to make me feel better? Or is it actually safe and effective? You know? Yeah. Um, I, I still think there'll be hesitancy no matter what. Bec- and I and I just think it's because of the last president. Oh, well, yeah. That's and, a whole like thing, too. The whole, it's become a politicized thing regardless of what people say or and um i don't know there's like this i don't know i just feel like there's this whole movement against the vaccine regardless of like i don't i mean i think i know people who aren't even necessarily conservative who are against it you know like i mean i've just heard from people and it's, I just, I, I think people are just going to be against it no matter what. Yeah, I kind of think that too. Like my thought was like, the FDA already gave it emergency approval. And maybe I don't understand that much about the difference between full full approval and emergency approval. But it's like, why would you trust one and not the other? You know, like emergency is saying, yes, this is safe and effective and a better alternative to dying a painful death of COVID. And then full approval is just like, yeah, we've got all the data back, but it's like the emergency approval seems like enough to me. You know, if people like, if their concern is that it's safe, to yeah. me, emergency approval kind of met that standard. So I I don't see giving it full approval necessarily helping, but maybe, maybe there's, maybe we don't talk to the right people. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of conservative people are just not going to get it. They feel like, I don't even know where this information there like as to why they can say like that it's not safe because well like when I was when I used to research all this stuff I quit doing it because it's so depressing but (laughs) well when the Pfizer first came out and people were getting Pfizer it was like one out of a hundred thousand people who would get a uh, if that like one like not even get like, what like allergic reactions oh yeah you go into anaphylactic shock so and that like, can happen with anything and I don't understand like yeah I don't understand like what what's like I don't understand like they people like I've heard someone say that well what's the long term gonna be about it like I mean that you don't die like you, you don't have like severe COVID I you mean, know symptoms and it that's I mean that's a fair question I think that yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we don't know the long term effects of 
but sometimes it's better just to be alive to see what they are. But, I mean, that's a... So you probably don't know this, but as a woman, that's something that, like, we still constantly have to think about what's the long-term effects, which is birth control. Mm. And yet, because... Uh, and yet people just take it without even thinking like no i don't know anything about the long-term effects like apparently i had some friends who said that their doctor said the depot shots only meant for two years but then when i went on i was on it for seven um and then when i went on and researched it didn't there was a lot of conflicting information about if it's good or bad to be on it long term i asked my doctor and it was like well, it's bad in certain ways, but good in others. Like, there's some, it can decrease uh, risks of certain cancers, but maybe increase other risks of cancers. Like, there's just so much that we just willingly accept and do that ha- could potentially have really drastic long-term effects. Like, we're using cell phones. We're having these up to our brain 24-7. And yeah. no one's asking, like, what... Well, people were asking what the long-term effect is, but now we're like, we don't care. We need our cell phones. Like, yeah. if you care that much about long-term effects, like, go live in the woods. Get away from all your... Get away from everything. Like, don't fr- stand in front of mi- a microwave then. Yeah. Like, there's just... You, you can just go so deep into it in terms of weighing the pros and the cons. Then it's like, well, why don't you do that with everything? Yeah, that's true. But, um, well, good talk on the... Um, I will say one thing that we um, do, do know the long-term benefits of is owning a cat. Yep. They reduce chance of heart disease and stroke and, I don't know, crap like that. So everyone should probably just get a cat. Sure. Solution. And no more uh, phones, no more microwaves, only cats. All right. And um, let's move on to um, joke of the week. Oh, gosh. Really? Guess not. No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm in such a good mood. I'm ready to laugh. Okay. So for the joke of the week... Um, so, every now and then I um, take Jill off pretty pretty badly, mm-hmm. and uh, and I make up for it by buying her flowers. And the flowers I bought this time have lasted probably the longest of the flowers I bought. Only if her love making would last as long. <laughs> it's very telling. For our personal lives, folks. <laughs> but it's the, it's the honest truth. <laughs> That's on you, at well. Well, guess it is on me, but. <laughs> but honest. also, sometimes I get ADD and I want to go do other stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's also very telling. <laughs> And, um, but anyways, um, <laughs> let's try to... These, uh, walk. flowers lasted so long, I literally forgot what you did 
that I was mad about. As did I. Or I usually just try to forget anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I try to remember, but like I, I have zero idea. But anyways, um, um, do do you have a Jill's Kitty Corner for this episode, Jill? I do, but I want to share that these flowers have lasted so long that Jesse already had to do another gift to make me forgive him before these flowers even died. He drove me through a pothole and then yelled at me when I yelled. And so he gave me a, you're the pineapple of my eye coffee mug. Oh, yeah. Because I don't like being yelled at when I'm the one who got jammed against the roof of a car. He's trying to save that one, too, for for a good while. No, yeah, no, that, yeah. I already drank out of it. It's amazing. It's a very cute mug. All I right. wanted Jesse to call me the pineapple, like in that Mark Marin show, but he refused. But the coffee mug's probably just as good. Yeah. Okay, Jill's Kitty Corner. Welcome to Jill's Kitty Corner. Well, Luther didn't even move. Um, Really not a ton of updates, except that tomorrow we have um, Luther's first acupuncture appointment here in St. Louis. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, It's been a few months since he's gotten it. He usually gets it once a month. And I know it's absurd to get your cat acupuncture, but we have the money and... It really makes a difference for him. So I figure I work really hard to earn money, so I should be able to spend it on what makes me happy. And Luther makes me happy, so I'm spending all my money on him. Um, But I'm really excited because it's a vet that is like a mobile vet. So she will come to your house at no cost, which is insane. I've looked into mobile vets before and they're like okay yeah like five dollars a mile to come to you and it's like well i'm not gonna pay a thousand dollars just to not drive my cat to the vet um so anyways very excited about that she'll give him a little exam make sure we're doing the right herbal supplement because we do um chinese herbs in addition to his typical western medicine um treatments And then he gets his little acupuncture. He just gets dry needling. Sometimes he gets his ears bled, um, which is supposed to release the heat. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that, but Luther seems to like it. So whatever. Um, They just poke a little hole right at the tip of his ears and let some blood out. He's got a hot ear. Yeah, he gets... (laughs) Well... Cancer patients, their ears do run hot. Animal cancer patients, so that's it, part of it. But nice IT reference, IT crowd reference. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if she's good, if we like the vibe, we might start just, like, having her come see all our other cats because Lord knows they don't want to go in a carrier. Nope. So, pretty excited about that. An update, Ryford's eye is doing great. We finished his rounds of meds. We have a couple, like... A few little oral medications that we need to give him, like taper off, but he's doing fabulous. His beautiful blues are uh, back up and creepily staring because that's his vibe. And that's it for Jill's Kitty Corner. Meow. Well, um, I hope you all enjoy the podcast this week. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. And uh, 
to all who listen, thanks. And um, once again, you can follow me at, on my Instagram, Ramblin' Runnels, or on my other Instagram, uh, jesse.runnels. You could find me on Facebook, simply search Jesse Runnels. And you can follow me on Twitter at jesse underscore runnels. And um, you could email me for content, like for uh, like questions or whatever you want to hear on the podcast at uh, ramblinrunnels at gmail.com. And uh, you could find the podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, uh, most platforms. So, um, yep, I hope you, once again, thanks for listening and... Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Goodbye.